You ready over there? Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Terrific. How about yourself? If I was any better, I'd be you. Hmm. Yeah? Okay. How are you feeling today? Feeling okay. Yeah? Feeling all right. right. Feeling all right. We got got a little different setup than normal, but I'm going to get myself used to it. <laughs> we've got to find a more permanent thing so that we're not moving around a whole re reorganizing a whole room. Yeah, every we time. need a, you, we need, I'll tell you what we need. I need another room in my house. I think I'm going to kick one of the kids out. So my wife can have her little crafting area, which is all around Adam and, and all around us. So the house is a little, uh, the room's a little distraught. We'll say distraught. That's okay. Maybe we'll put, put grab a corner of the, other room out there i don't know anyway we'll talk about it yeah who knows anyway guess what happened this weekend man what it was the super bowl super bowl that's uh football yeah speaking of that i heard a thing the other day it said 86 percent or 84 percent of houses in cincinnati were watching the super bowl do you think that that's true or what are the other 16 percent of households watching on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know what else was on, but nobody football's put, not for everybody. Not no, everybody but nobody likes. puts but but the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter because it's uh you know, it's not just about the game, it's about everything that goes around it and all the hoopla and the parties and the blah 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 blah. It just doesn't mean anything to some people. I don't know. <sighs> Unbelievable. Uh, it's still 84% does seem a little just, just from everything you saw. Just being out watching TV around, you know, local stuff around. Yeah. It, it seemed like 99% were. That's were what it seemed to. like to me. And then they also said that uh, I think it was 130 million. They, they guesstimate 130 million people in the United States watch the Super Bowl. There's over 300 million people. You're telling me. I was just going to say. That more than half. That sixty percent of the of the United States did not watch the Super Bowl. Thank you for the percentage because no clue how many people are in the United <laughs> States. So one hundred thirty million means nothing to me. Uh, yeah, uh, I, that does surprise me. That that number That's surprises right. me. That can't be right. Here's the, I think they can't get it right because not every house has TVs on. A lot of people are watching things together. They'd have no idea. It. I mean, you can you name. Is there anybody you know that didn't watch the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, definitely. Who? You you know somebody that did not watch the Super Bowl? At least one person that I work with. And I bet several. I, I'll bet I bet I know at least a few people that didn't watch it if I really think about it. You think six out of ten people that you know did not watch the Super Bowl? Well, no. I mean, 80, 84% here. That's true. But, That's true. Yeah. But, but yeah, no. I mean, I don't know, man. It's I'm telling you. There are a lot of people that don't even care about sports, period, but football specifically. I mean, I know. And then there are some people that don't care about it that still do go because people have people have parties and that kind of thing. And it's just an event. It's just a social gathering. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to make of those numbers, but um, the 60 percent that didn't watch, if that's true, that does surprise me a little bit. That's not right. There's no chance. That's right. I don't know. No chance. Half the people 
you could sell me on 30 to 40% didn't watch it. You could probably make an argument, but it's, it's less than half. Hmm. It's less than half that I, didn't watch. The Super Bowl. I really, I don't know how they get those numbers I, for anything. I don't know. How do, how do you, did you ever, you when you were a kid, did you ever have to fill out? Did you ever get one of those books? The Nielsen uh, rating? Nielsen yeah. ratings where you wrote down when you changed the channel and what you watched and all the different times. Dude, I was a channel flipper. So I used to, like, I had my little book in my room because every TV was supposed to have a book in your house. Mm-hmm. And yeah. oh man, I would write, I wrote in that book like crazy because i'd watch something for five minutes flip it off go to something different it was a lot i got one like 15 years ago as an adult nice and, and did it myself yeah did you good nice work never got one i don't think we ever got one or i at least wasn't aware of it if, if when you were a little i only remember it one time as a kid the old nielsen ratings yeah all right so the super bowl's here obviously we're not sitting here you know all hyped up and talking about it because the Bengals lost Bengals were winning uh, for most of the game mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the final drive. Well, I should, yeah. LA's final drive. Uh, they pretty much went down the fleet, went down the field and uh, scored and the Bengals couldn't do anything. The second half, it was a tale of two halves for sure. The second half, the Bengals it could not do anything with the ball. The field position, as soon as they scored, when they had the uh, interception, I think it was the interception on fourth was third down third and long. Uh, I like the 50 and they went for it on fourth down. I think it was LA did. And Jesse Bates intercepts it in the, in the end zone and some rando, some random inactive player runs on the field. I don't know how that dude was even allowed to stay on the sidelines after that mm-hmm. runs on the field. Uh, so they would have had the ball at the 20. It's 15 yard penalty. They go half the distance to the goal goal. We're on the 10. And from that moment forward, something that was huge for the Bengals, huge momentum that when that happens, it's like, oh, my God, two plays, two picks. This is insane. And we are out and ready to go in the beginning of the second half. And what happens? We get that. We're back. We move back 10 yards. We're, we're on the 10-yard line. And field posi- we can never flip the field position. We could never move the ball enough uh, one bad punt by by huber one good punt still didn't matter we were never able to flip field position and uh it killed us in the second half man just killed us our offensive line did a really good job in the first half it's just a, it's a lot man that, that defense is a lot difference to me yeah yeah, yeah. The, and it blew me away how well the Bengals protected joe burrow in the first half i i Maybe their best half of the year honestly well a lot of that's on is the way they called the offense did you i mean the first five throws he threw it to his first his first target and that was it man it was drop back boom 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 and that's the only way they were going to be able to move and they did and they got down and then they got chase free once uh higgins free once sorry and you know the rest is history on that side of things but oh so frustrating buddy so frustrating did you see the last play right so uh aaron donald comes over gets burrow flips him around burrow tries to flip it off to the side everybody's talking about how jamar chase how how uh jalen uh oh my gosh jalen ramsey Mm -hmm. falls he fell on that last play have you seen any of that no falls down on the last play jamar chase is a wide open down the field but but it was the right play he made the right play i think everybody's making a big deal about this and i'd like to kind of say that i think the big deal oh 
Jalen Ramsey got would have got burned again. Burrow just had a half a second, blah, blah, blah. It's fourth down and short. Jalen Ramsey's playing bump coverage, right? He's getting up on top of him. He's doing what he's supposed to do in that case. Because we did it once where we just let their on third and short, let their we we were 10 yards off the ball um for the backs. Anyway, so Jalen Ramsey goes up to to bump chase, which throws him off his route, which is all and they he knew that their offensive line or defensive line had their ears pinned back and they're going at him. So he knew he didn't have to cover Jamar Chase very long. He just had to keep him from a route, from getting in there. And then all it took was that. And by the time he was at Joe Burrow, could he never even saw Chase down the field because by the time any of that happened, they were already in the backfield flipping him around, and that was the end of the game. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that mattered that much. But I there's just a lot of people talking about, oh, man, a half a second, a half a second. It wasn't really a half a second. He would have needed more than that. Yeah. But – uh, I just like to I just like to put that to bed. That that J- Jalen Ramsey falling on that last play. That that's a that is that is your defensive line and your defensive backs on the same page, knowing where they need to be. If he fell down, he fell down because it didn't matter. He did his job long enough to get somebody into the backfield. I also heard somebody say today that Aaron Donald was offsides on that play dude that's uh, how i mean that's so hard to tell in the neutral zone or offsides or whatever i don't know i don't know whatever it did he did he get a did he get a fast was it a quick start and then i don't even care about that i've i haven't heard anything about that but the now what about the what about the penalty free game they're letting the they're letting they're letting everyone on the outside, all the receivers and defensive backs, very handsy, mm-hmm. very aggressive. They even did a very good job. I thought the referees did when Joe Burrow was running out of bounds and Aaron Donald pushed him and the offensive line came up and did what they always do, got to protect their quarterback. And happen. when that happens, they did a good job not throwing flags in that case, I think, on anybody, on 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 retaliation, the initial put, any of that stuff. I agree. Because in the Super Bowl, you don't want the refs to be dictating what goes on. Right. So the refs did a good job of breaking that up. There were no more incidents. So they didn't need to throw anything after that. They let them play on the outside. And then all of a sudden in the red zone, the Bengals get two flags back to back thrown on them, basically giving LA, it was third down on the first hold. And then was it the next, very next play got the flag for the pass interference. So that's four, four plays. I mean, they got six plays (laughs) inside the 10 or inside the 20 because of, uh, because of the initial hold call. The second one was definitely pass interference, I think, but the hold call was the Logan Wilson one. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Whatever the first on one Cooper was on Cooper. third down, it was third down where he Cooper cup was like in the middle of the field and he kind of changed direction and went like to his left or yeah. whatever. And yeah. he, he, he had one hand on him. He, he grabbed, he grabbed his Jersey. He grabbed uh, his to Jersey. Be honest by, by definition of the rule. It was, but my point to the my point is the way the game was called all game. That's my point. I am totally listen. If they're calling it like that, then that's then yeah, I'm in for that. That's same as in basketball, in baseball. If you're getting the outside corner all day and you strike me and you call ring me up on a pitch on the outside corner, then in or my kid or whatever, I have no problem with that. Mm -hmm. No problem with that because you've been calling it all game. But if nobody's getting the outside corner and then all of a sudden at the end of the game, because you want to speed things up or whatever else, which I'm not saying that's what happened in this. I'm just saying in the example of a baseball game, you ring a guy up on an outside pitch. uh, Now I got an issue, right? It hasn't been working like that all game. 
So that is the that is the little thing that irritates me. That's the one thing that irritates me. Yeah, I'm the same way. I there was a game late in the season for my basketball team that there was uh, it was so confusing the way they were calling the game. They were they were letting a ton of big time fouls go, and then they would call some little thing that I'm like, I I told the officials I'm like I don't know how to coach my kids. I will coach around however you're calling the game. I will tell them what to do, how to adjust. Yep. But if you if you're confused about how you're calling the game, I've got I don't know how to coach my kids to to play according to how you're calling. Yeah. You can't you can't let my guy get mauled down low and then call every touch foul on the outside. Primer, yeah. I hate that. And you see that and I think you see that a lot in 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 a lot of different realms of basketball, especially when you get into the kids in the high school side of things. There's a lot of that. The ball gets down there and there's the kids are just moving around and they're just it's you could call foul every single time. Sure. Okay, so you're not calling that, but that doesn't mean that oh, you got to make up for it on the outside where my kid just barely touches a kid as he's right as he's driving by, puts his hand on a sip, and that's a foul. Come on, man. You just let me my kid get smacked across the face down low. Literally, we had a kid bleeding from his face and no foul was called. And the next play down, we get called for a foul. We got a hand on a hip. <laughs> like, come on, man. You serious? You look, well, and I'm not good with refs. Like, I can't, I can't have that conversation. I've never had, that's a good one. I'm going to use it now. I just look at them and I just go, Are you serious? Come on, man. And I just big old smile on my face. They know. I know. They know. We all know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, there's nothing. And that's the thing. You can't, you're never going to get a call to change no. unless the, unless another official had another call on the same play and they get together That's the only time it ever changes, but a, 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 a coach, a parent, a player is never going to, after a call was made is never going to get them to cut, to change a call. Um, but so, but going back to the, the game, the biggest thing for me was in, I don't want to even listen to Bengals fans because they're all going to be biased, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. When Tony Dungy speaks out about how poorly the game was officiated, wow, that is really something. I didn't hear that. What did what did Tony Dungy have to exactly? Say? What just you, talking about the end of that play at the end of the game? You can't call it all game and let everything go and then make calls like that that were there was way more stuff the most clear egregious call in the game <laughs> face mask on the, down the field just on his face mask turned him around and pulled him through <laughs> led directly led to a touchdown on that play absolutely how is that i mean i was like almost i was almost yelling at the tv how do you not call that yep. and i'm rooting for the Bengals. yep I, i'm like that that was so bad to miss that one yeah um, and that, like I said, led directly to the, if they call that, maybe the Bengals don't score. Maybe they're not even, yeah. you know, in the position at the end of the game. But that was my point. When, when that happened, everybody was like, oh, man, they missed that. Yeah. We had a lot of people at the house saying that. And I was like, look, man, they're not calling anything like they have. There's nothing being called anywhere. And if you watch these guys run down the field, there's a lot of hands, yep. a lot of pushing, a lot of shoving, they're letting them be aggressive, which I would rather that I'd rather. I like that. That feels like football to me. Right. I don't want the Super Bowl to be 64 to 56. You know what I mean? I want the Super Bowl to be close. I want the defense to be able to play defense. And I kind of enjoy that now. And I, you know, you, know, you rip somebody's face mask off. That's different. That's different. But Hand if you look, but if you look where the, where the umpire was on that, the umpire referee was, or oh, maybe he is an umpire. They have umpires. Yeah. If 
side judges or they're, even, they're called all kinds of stuff right you've got judges referees and umpires out <laughs> on the field for football uh but anyway the, the judges are the ones that sentence you to the penalty yeah yeah the line judge is going to sentence you so anyway the the ref on that call if you see where he is he can he can't see he wasn't in a position to see he was shielded by the bangle player so i don't think he could have seen the actual motion and the grabbing of the face mask from the sideline where he was at and from the angle where they, when they showed the replay, when you see that, that ref, it happens here. And, and I feel like he was shielded from it. So I can see how he missed it. Once again, I mean, I, I can see how he missed it. I think that would have been called if he would have saw it correctly. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's hard to believe that he would miss something that, I mean, maybe he it was is, shielded, but you know but, how that works. You know how that works. Or, yeah. I, I, and that in that fast motion, I I, and I don't you, know how it wasn't like he grabbed him in front of him. It was like a twisted back behind kind of a thing. Like it wasn't a natural movement. Was it Higgins? Who was it? I think was, it was the yeah. Higgins. Yeah, and it wasn't a natural movement the way it happened. He was like running, and it was almost like he grabbed him from behind on his face mask, not in front. In front, he would have seen it, but because it was back here. I think it was difficult to see. Yeah. Anyway, that's besides yeah. the point. Bengals lost the bag on game, man. And they We're, did. They did. It was, it, you know, the officiating was a little bit confusing, but, you know, I, I, you, you probably can't say. And look, a lot of people actually, even analysts and former pros, came out and said that Logan Wilson call was not a hold. I, I kind of disagree, but it was. Did it change his momentum? Did it change his direction? Because he was he still made the cut and still made the move. Yeah. But but the ball was coming. He grabbed he had a handful of jersey. And it, it's just it's just hard. I mean, it's hard because of the way the game was officiated all game. Exactly yep. what we're talking about. But um I don't know. Either, either way, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The Bengals were in a game that no one thought they would be in this year, last year, two years ago, anything. Uh, you like to think that it they've got $58 million in cap room right now. Their two best offensive players are on their rookie deals. And, um, you know, I don't know who all is a free agent and how all that is going to go down. But, uh, I mean, obviously, we've been talking about it for four years now, three years, like four years. They need to get this offensive line taken care of. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go after – it's hard to go after free agents in Cincinnati because nobody wants to play in Cincinnati. There's no indoor facilities. The actual facilities in the stadium, by the way I understand it, are just horrible. You know what I mean? They're, they're not horrible. They just You don't have all the same things that the other teams have. You know what I mean? Carson Palmer said it best. I know everybody hates Carson Palmer, but he was talking, and he was like, look, here's the deal, man. When I left, you go to Arizona. And all of a sudden, there's an acupuncturist over in this corner of the locker room. There's a uh, what do you call it? There's a there's a masseuse over in this corner. There's this you know bar that's got all these different juices and drinks to help you do it. Nothing in the Cincinnati locker room except a couple trainers tables to tape you up. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's a high school locker room in a professional setting. So what changes that? Obviously, you can put all that stuff in or you get a guy on your team that people see what he can do and want to play for him. The only thing we have for going after free agents right now is to fly a guy in, 
take him to Jeff Ruby's and make sure Joe Burrow's at the meeting. That's all you got. You you're, I mean, there's a reason we don't get big time free agent linemen in this, in this city. Yeah, he definitely is a big help, but you know what? Everybody's in love with him and I get it. He's not the only guy though. I, I don't think, I mean, I think you have as good a receiving core as just about anybody else in the league. I think you have a defense that, that played way over what I expected for sure. And the, the adjustments that they made during games a lot of times sure. were but the, fantastic. But, but what I'm saying is if you're an offensive lineman, you can go to a really good team that's that has nothing. Like the like the rest of the organizations, you know, has a bad name that they suck. The the facilities suck, but they but they're a good team because that's what the Bengals were this year. They were a good team. And something special happened and they made a run. I'm not saying Joe Burrow did it all because I mean some of the games. I mean, it was all defense. A lot of those games were because of the defense. But Joe Burrow did what he needed to do. No interceptions. He's thrown, to, you know, when he when he needs to make plays, he gets down, drives down, we make plays. It's, it's the poise. It's the, the, the aura that comes off of him as a second-year quarterback, right? He's special. Mm-hmm. And that is what will drive offensive linemen. They don't, they don't care if your defense is great and you got a few weapons. If they don't think that they have the quarterback – that they're blocking for that's going to get them to the Super Bowl, then they don't care. They don't, they're going to go somewhere else. But if you have a guy that got a team to a Super Bowl being sacked in two different in two games, one game, not four games, one game, nine sacks, one game, seven sacks. You know what I mean? And I take out, I know I made a big deal about the two and one in between them, but it's a big deal when you get sacked nine and seven, right? That's what we it's it, it you have to see that. He got us to the Super Bowl, and we were winning with five minutes left to go, four minutes left to go in the game. I think there'll be – I think we got a better opportunity at free agents because of that. I totally agree, and, and I think it's – I think it's just as much just the fact that you got to the Super Bowl than yeah. who got you there even. I mean, yes, that, I totally agree that you are going to be more willing to sign with the Bengals now because Joe Burrow's there than – if the same team got there with Andy Dalton or anybody yep. else, you know, yes, I agree with that. But, you know, the fact that they got there with one of the worst offensive lines in the, in the league really says something. If you're one of the better offensive linemen and your contract is up, you're like, I know I can help that, that team a lot. Yeah. If I go there, Jonah Williams isn't bad and we get maybe what? another guy. All you need. Listen, listen, if you get, two great offensive linemen and three average offensive linemen, you're set. If you get three good ones and two average ones, you're set with this team. The problem is, is we had one good one and five mediocre. What, what team goes to the Super Bowl and is rotating in guard, right yeah. guard? Come right. on, man. That's. I wonder if uh, I wonder how Anthony Munoz feels. I wonder if he's uh, feels like he's in shape. I wonder if he could. Let's get him and Max Montoya back out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what are they, 60? I mean, probably more than that. No, it wouldn't be more than that. They were in the Super Bowl 31 years ago. So they would have to be, they would have had to be, I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, but they'd be right at that 60 age, 50, probably 55 to 62, somewhere in there. Yeah. I I would bet. Yeah. I would bet right around 60. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. 
Yep. They can play. If Brady can play, they can play. Sure. It's like they're like 15 years older than Tom Brady. Exactly. That weird? That's legit <laughs> correct, by the way. <laughs> That's, in, so That's insane. Weird. <laughs> wow, Tom Brady's old as dirt. And now Tom, the way Tom Brady's talking, he's leaving himself open to go somewhere. That's the talk now. Is Tom Brady going to go to San Francisco? <laughs> like, come on, man. This is so crazy and ridiculous. It's not even funny. Tommy, dude, hang it up. You, you, you've had an amazing career. I know it's hard to say I'm officially done. There's always things there. But, bud, you had nothing, to, nothing left to prove. Yeah. He, that's fine. I'm good with him staying retired. It's time for Joe Burrow to be the best, the face of the NFL. And yeah, um, even even if he lost, let me ask you this: If the Bengals would have held on, if they if the defense would have stopped him, or if if they would have scored at the end of the game, uh-huh. and they won, who was your MVP from the Bengals? Um, so they would have had to make because it was coming down to that drive. It would have had to have been Joe Burrow, unless it was like he lit up T. Higgins, because Higgins was the only offensive guy that had a chance at, at overtaking that MVP because of the way he played. So if he threw a if he threw that last touchdown to T. Higgins, maybe T. Higgins had thirty of the sixty yards on the drive, then probably T. Higgins. But did you hear this? So listen to this. I heard this today. So. Everybody's, you know, Cooper Cup had an amazing game, and that final drive was absolutely amazing and all that stuff. But uh, Aaron Donald, I mean, come on, Aaron Donald was the MVP of that game. Without Aaron Donald, that doesn't happen, right? The two sacks, especially right at the end, uh, and then two more where he had him in his arms, and then someone, one of them, he had him in the arms, and somebody else got the sack because he fell off of him. The other one, he literally just spun Joe Burrow around the very last play of the game. It's not a sack, but that's it. The so you it, there's a select few I think it's eleven or sixteen uh, sports writers that vote they're in the press box that vote on the MVP. Mm. They have to have their vote in by the two minute warning. How in God's name does that make any sense at all? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. You have sixty minutes of football. The most important two minutes are the last two minutes. That's when things happen. Yeah, but it's got to be your body of work over the whole game, though. I mean, of course it is. But if you've got two guys that have had the body of work that those two did, the best defensive player on that team that made every play when it was needed, the best offensive player that made all the plays when it was needed. But in the last two minutes, what was the what was the guy who was the most key in that game? It was Aaron Donald on defense. I kind of disagree. I think Cooper Cup was the clear MVP of that game. I I feel like he was he was fantastic the whole game. Aaron Donald, especially because, when, the, because the Bengals offensive line did such a good job in the first half and, and, and he got rid of the ball a little quicker and that kind of thing. Aaron Donald, I, I wasn't that worried about him in the first half. I mean, uh, after, after it looked like they had figured something out, how to, how to not let him into the backfield every single play like I expected, yeah. it, it just felt like Cooper Cup from beginning to end had the better game. I was fine with that. Okay. That sounds good. I, I was, I wasn't Who would sure. you have given the MVP to if the Bengals win down and won? I'll tell you, I, maybe Logan Wilson. I f- I don't know what his final numbers were, how many tackles or anything he had, but the plays that he made, that dude is in the whole defense is like this, and I feel like this is the best tackling Bengals defense I've seen in a really long time, and he is as good as anybody I've seen tackle. Yeah, He does not give up yards after a catch if he gives up a catch. I mean, he – that dude tackles so well. He gets in the backfield sometimes when, he, when he's blitzing. I, I, he he really impressed me in that game. 
And, uh, I, you know, unfortunately he had the, the penalty late in the game, but, uh, you know, that's still controversial, I guess sure. for some people. So, um, it might've been him. I don't know. It would have been so easy to give it. It would have gone to Joe Burrow. You think so? Or you think it would have gone to Higgins? I think it depends on how the end of that game goes. See, and then once again, though, but does that even matter? Because apparently they got to have the, they got to have it in before that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think if you, if you're, if you weren't good enough for the first 58 minutes and then you make a play at the end, it's not, I'm not talking about just making a play and you're the MVP. I'm talking about having a couple guys that had really great games and you got to choose between the two, but in the last two minutes in crunch time, the one biggest play. Yeah. That'll push. So that can easily push somebody over the top. How you've got 11 or 16. I, th- I can't remember how many sports writers they said it was when I heard that today, you're telling me that you can't have those guys make their pick at the very end of the game, because you've got to say it down to Joe or whoever. There's 11 of you. You know how fast I can count those up and figure out who the MVP is? That is so easy. You can have five minutes after the game. By the time they're all done cheering and getting down there and they're giving the trophy to somebody, you, you got 10 minutes after the game. Why? Why? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Mike Greenberg was talking about that today. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway, um, where, did, where were you watching the game at, Bob? I watched the game at my house, and uh, it was just myself and my dad. Because that day took me all day long up until like 30 minutes before the game started, maybe 20 minutes before the game started to get my new couch and my new TV that I bought that day put in and fired up. Comfy, comfy, cozy. Were you good? Was it is it as comfy as you thought it was? Did you did you go to a store, sit on the couch and say, this is the couch I want? Or did you find it online and order it? I went to the store. Good for you, bud. Good for you. I, I started looking online a while ago, spent uh, like two hours one night looking at couches online, took all these notes. I can even I can show I them. Yep. Took all these notes, all these dimensions and everything. And then was like, well, I'm and then I went to the store that I was looking online for. Didn't have nearly the selection. Of course, store. Not. of course not. So I ended up going to like six different places. Wow. I hate spending money, hate making big purchases. Uh-huh. I don't, I can't commit to anything. You know that about me. Buying a new couch is very hard for me, but I had to force myself to just, I had my mindset on it. I I was going to get it that day. I'm like, you're picking a couch today. And I forced myself. I still went to a lot of places, but I found one. I'm like, I'm once I was like, I just got to make a decision. Let's do this one. Let's do it. Went to, I bought it at the store. Actually had to go across town to get it at their warehouse. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, did that, went to Target my because my TV the week before went out, so I didn't have a TV to oh, watch. Geez. So <laughs> stopped at Target, went to three Targets, actually, because the one I was going to get, two of them didn't have it. Wow. Went to a third Target, got end, ended up buying a different one than I thought I was going to get at that third Target. So anyway. What size TV did you get? 55. 55 or nice. Biggest one I've ever owned. Yeah. Well done, bud. Yeah, uh, a lot of people were like 55. TVs are <laughs> so amateur. ridiculous now. I know. That's the thing. I was so stupid. How the, the sizes and the price. Prices are not that bad. I know. For huge TVs. We did. So I bought our first 55-inch TV at our old house. Had it down in the basement. It was a plasma. The thing's a 1,000 pounds. <laughs> and it cost more than the two, t- two big TVs I have in my house right now combined. 
Yep. And those two TVs, one's like 65 and one's 70. Like when we had the 55, I'm like, Babe, this is that I don't know if there's another man in this world who their wife had to talk into getting a bigger TV. I'm like, no, this is plenty big enough. <laughs> we do not need anything bigger than this. this but they're so cheap to what? What? I can't believe I have to talk you into getting a bigger TV. <laughs> yeah, you do, because this is ridiculous. But the, the point is, is they are got two TVs for the price I paid for a plasma 12 years ago. The first ridiculous. The first flat screen TV TV I bought, I bought it Best Buy. I made payments on it because it was like $1,200. Yep. I bought a 55 inch. This was like, that was like a 27 inch, maybe or something <laughs> like that. Maybe a 32. Yeah. This is a 55. I got it for like 400 bucks. Yep. It's insane. I got it for a third it's of the price. So crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyway, it was, you know, the, the couch is good. It's much, much bigger couch than I had before. The other couch is like 10 or 12 years old or something like that. Got the new TV. I'm feeling good about it. I, I can like actually. It fit all the way across this couch when i lay nice <laughs> that's the way to do it right there yeah no feet hanging off the end nope nope i don't have to curl up on it is it I just like a couch or does it have the the little l shape on it no i i, I didn't get one of those because it that that doesn't fit my room the properly room right yeah um so i had to get a standard couch but i got a much bigger one than i had before nice Nice, nice, nice. And it's brand new. Anyway, so you uh, went to your parents' house. You had, yep, had the, annual... the annual Paul Witt Super Bowl party. First one without Paul Witt, which was a bummer because the Bengals were in it. Mm. And I really thought it was going to happen for the old boy, man. I really did. I was in and out of emotions all game because my mom printed off a whole bunch of Paul Witt pictures. Oh. And they're all over the house. There's She put two of them right next to each other when me and Paul painted our faces for the the uh, Carson Palmer Pittsburgh game. And from when me and Paul painted our faces together for the 88 Super Bowl game. Oh, wow. So those are standing, That's those cool. are next to each other. Is and... that a black and white or a CP? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she blew them all up. There's eight by tens all over the house of uh, Paul so... Wynn Bengals gear. So the whole, the whole time there's one right next. Your brother sat across from me. Uh, we sat outside, we put a tent up and uh, had a little fire going and, it was actually warm compared to how freezing cold it was outside of that tent. Uh, we had sides up on it and everything. Anyway, uh, he was sitting across from me, and there's a Paul Witt picture right next to him. And every time I looked straight up, there it was. And I know everybody was probably, like, seeing me every now and then get a little. But anyway, totally understand. that's what we did. Same thing we always do. Giant party. Uh, had family come in from Pennsylvania, Bengals fans. Uh, we had uh, – you know, there was there was a good amount of people there. Did the Super Bowl squares like we always do. My son won twice. He hit halftime in the end in the final score. Twice. Yep. So yeah, whoever, I mean, if you do end a game, however you do it, there was I think the second, I think the end of the second quarter and the end of the game were the same. Was three zero. Oh. For both. So he won twice. So he's got 50 bucks up in his room now. He's all excited about, it. even though I put all the single dollar bills in with his name on them, but that's all right. I don't want any of my money back. Go. So it was good. There were plenty of food, all that stuff. Just the, the funny thing about watching the game there is my dad has five or six TVs with the game on all over the house. Well, everything's streaming now, right? So none of the TVs are in unison. None of them are. Mm -hmm. The TV that was the furthest ahead was in the kitchen. And was like a 12-inch TV. <laughs> and 
every other TV in the house is a big screen TV. We had one outside. We had one in the family room. We had one in the living room. And then we had this little tiny itty bitty thing in the kitchen. So next, when there's a minute and a half left and, and four, with that four minutes left and they start driving down, I was like, I can't sit in here. If something happens, I can see the kitchen. I can see the few people that are in the kitchen watching the game. We got a bunch of people outside. Next thing I know, we're all in the kitchen. We, there was, I bet there was 15 to 20 people <laughs> in the kitchen watching a 12. That's not, I'm not kidding. It's 12 inch screen. It's like a, it's an iPad. Babe. It was a little bit bigger than an iPad. Okay. And we're all watching the end of the game in there, poking heads around people, you know, trying to make the big people stay in the back so they can see it's the most ridiculous ridiculous way to watch the end of a game in my entire life that makes that reminds me of that it felt like a four inch tv little black and white tv that you had in your room yeah, yeah. i think it was i think four inch <laughs> might be what it was i used to that. love that thing man watch ecw like crazy yeah. on that thing That's funny. oh man okay so um we talked about the game we talked about where we watched it what we did last thing for the super bowl we were both fairly excited about who the acts were for the yeah. super bowl because we grew up listening to to dr dre and snoop and those guys how did you feel that went how how did you feel about the halftime I, do, you let, do you want to rate it you want to rate it one to ten sure let's rate it one to ten but i want you to go well no i'm going to write my rating down okay and then i want you to write one down okay and we'll say it at the same time might have to borrow your pen okay so uh i'll write mine down I'm going to tell you, man, it got big hype everywhere. There's a lot of people, uh, you know, loving it. But there's some people that as soon as something like that comes on, they just, you know, because it's their people and the stuff they grew up with, they just automatically 10. This is the greatest Super Bowl halftime show ever. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you this. When uh, Mary J. Blige came out and she kept started bending her knees. And like I said, I looked at my wife. She was sitting next to me. I said, oh, my God, Mary's going to fall. <laughs> she is going to fall. And sure enough, the end of it, I mean, it was on purpose, but on the very end of those songs that she did, she falls backwards and lays down on the ground. And I was like, I told you she was going to fall, old girl. Old girl ain't got the knees she used to. She ain't quite got them Magda Stallion knees. You know what I'm saying? Not quite. All right. So on the count of three, what did you rate it? One, two, three. Five. Eight. Wow. <laughs> five. I think I was closer to saying a seven, but I put eight just because. I enjoyed the songs. I still like the songs. Mm. So, but dude, it was, I'm with it. I'm, I mean, I kind of agree. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, for, like JLo and uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Shakira. I like that. That was a, a show, man. Yeah. And then Lady Gaga, that was a good one. That was, I think those were shows. Like this was, I mean, it was cool. You could see snooping on him out there. You know, I love it, but it just seemed like, I don't know. See, I, I liked I liked the simpler thing like that yeah. over the big, you know. Oh, see, I like the big craziness. Repelling from the top of the dome or whatever, yeah. you know, uh, doing that kind of stuff and like big elaborate costumes and all that kind of like, I don't need that stuff. All right. So you and, like that better. And so. number one, I don't need a 45 minute halftime. Just do a regular halftime. Pick a person, have them do their three best songs or two best songs. Let's get on with the game. That's how I feel about it. But um, even when there are people that I like, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. Prince a long time ago was was pretty good. And uh, I mean, Purple Rain in the rain. I mean, you can't sure. beat that. Right. Right. 
and uh, um, who was it a few years ago? Uh, uh, dance guy that dances kind of like the bruno Usher, bruno bruno mars, bruno mars man, that was, was good. good it was good um and this was the you know i was a bigger fan of these guys from this year than any of those people so um i you know i was i was kind of excited about it but i was like they they i always i mentioned this last week it's always way overdone like way over the top and i don't need that i, I know for most people it's like they like that but i don't need the pageantry i don't need all the all the extra stuff do your songs, be on a stage. We don't need to set up like all these props and <laughs> you're <laughs> such an old man. I guess, but man, why? I mean, why does Is that, that the only reason that you didn't like it because of no, all no. because of the cars no. and the there ended up being six people or whatever, and they're jumping between they're jumping around between songs, they're not doing the whole song. They're they just like jumping between songs and like transitioning into the next one. And then suddenly nobody knew he was going to be there. 50 Cent is is hanging upside down like a bat, like a fat bat. And, everybody and, talking about and, how fat 50 was. <laughs> everybody talking about how fat 50 is. I mean, I, I you know, I he got he got he was like all ripped and stuff a long time ago, but he yeah, I ain't go like, boy. I ain't go boy still ripped. He might have a little bit bigger face or whatnot, but I think old boy still still cut he's up. he's big and strong still i guess but um i don't know that was weird he's I, I i didn't like there was already more people it kendrick lamar no matter how you feel about him didn't belong in that he's a I was newer con- act yeah still kind of confused on the kendrick lamar thing he's he's it, it, he's from new york though isn't he i mean like I'm, what are you trying to do right are you trying to do like a death row thing are you trying to do a uh what what are you trying to do because no matter what you're doing Kendrick Lamar doesn't fit into that 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 circle of things. Although I like him, I do. I don't. I think he's. I think he's actually pretty good. Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Ice Cube. Those oh. are the those are the four. If you're doing four people, which is still too many, yep. but they have done enough songs together That's that the they thing. can yeah. do two or three songs together, do the whole thing, come out and and do it however you want. But you don't have to make it. You don't have to have a train of um uh, of trailer parks or whatever whatever that thing was whatever yeah. that was i don't yeah. even know what it was just a bunch of hood just a bunch of you know apartments or you know I, I house guess. parties um, everybody having a house party but just just do what it the lineup didn't completely make sense and then i didn't need like half the song transition to a, another person's song transition yeah. to another song it's just they try to pack too much in yeah it, me. uh, I mean, originally the whole like if you look at what the show is, it was Snoop, it was Dr. Dre and Mary J. Blige. That's what the halftime show was, featuring Kendrick Lamar and Eminem. So I could see like doing those three, and then but you'd have to have something that they could feature in, right? Like Eminem's got probably the most iconic song that Dr. Dre has now. With don't forget about Dre, right? So maybe you do that for the let him do his little feature, but maybe just make that it. I'll be okay with that. The Lamar thing, Kendrick Lamar thing, never made sense to me from the beginning. I love Mary J. Blige. She could have picked a better second song, I think. <laughs> then I don't even remember. It was just real slow, and I don't, I don't even remember what it was. Anyway, I, I don't. I, I mean, the songs never. I'm, I'm always confused on how they pick the songs, and why is Fifty there? Why Fifty show up? I'm in. Look, I I love 50 Cent. And he got a couple songs out of it. You know what I mean? He's in the club. 
what else did he do? He did two of them. I can't remember what they were, but I don't know. I don't know. I would have loved to have seen. I would have loved for it if you're going to do like you said with those four. If we kick Mary out and we kick um, and we kick Kendrick Lamar out, uh, Ice Cube would have been good. Ice Cube would have been 50, good. Fifty's got to go. Fifty. Through. Well, yeah, uh, fifty wasn't even supposed to be there to begin with. I would have been okay if fifty was if you made him the fourth. He did enough with with those guys to to come up with something. Or, uh, I mean, exhibit. You could have had some really. Fun, you could have got fun with it, right? Made it three and then have two features with Eminem and like an exhibit or. Or I don't know somebody something different something different, but either way I'm happy. I, I I still liked it. I was still I was still bobbing and weaving. Okay, all right. It was okay. Um, but anyway, all right. That's it for that. Uh, anything else on the Super Bowl? No, I got nothing else to say about the Super Bowl. All right, then we I, we need to talk about uh something that you know for some people probably in Cincinnati flew under the radar last week, which was the trade deadline in the NBA and the, the biggest trade, there were some pretty decent sized trades, but the clear biggest one was the James Harden, Ben Simmons trade between Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Yes. Um, Brooklyn gets James Harden and Paul Millsap. No, sorry. Philadelphia gets <laughs> James Harden and Paul, Paul Millsap. Millsap. Philadelphia gets Ben Simmons I did it again. Brooklyn gets Ben Simmons, <laughs> uh, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two draft picks, two first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. It's it's all it all came out since then that James Harden was unhappy in Brooklyn. I mean, it kind of kind of sounded like he was before that anyway. He had had some things. There were some reports that he got all pissed off. He goes, "Reports? I didn't report it. If I didn't report it, it's not a report." Well, come on, man. You run, you, we all know that you do and say things that people hear, and that's the report. So, we, I, I think it, it, he had been unhappy there for a minute. Yeah. And from what I understand, he was unhappy with the, with their offense. He disagreed. Um, from what I saw, Durant and Steve Nash were kind of on the same page about wanting like a free flowing offense, which to me means like more ball movement and stuff. Kevin Durant's still going to get. 28 shots a game or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but, and James Harden thought kind of more ISO basketball was made more sense for them. Well, that's because that's his game. I mean, that's right. So, and, and I also think James Harden went to Brooklyn thinking I'm tired of being the guy that's got to do it all. I'm 32, 33 years. I'm getting a little older here. You know, I'm, I'm known for being slightly out of shape every now and then. Look, why do I got to do it all the time? Let me come here where I've got KD and Kyrie. Let me go over here where I can kind of be the third fiddle, second fiddle someday. First, I can kind of play when I need to play, and I can rest through part of the season instead of having to be so dominant. What happens? Kyrie can't play in New York, which we can talk about that too. I just found out some weird things about that that I didn't know. Kyrie, Kyrie can't play home games because of COVID. KD gets hurt again. And now Harden's got to do it all. When they start losing, all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, old boy, old boy's not ready. Old boy wasn't in for this. That's not what I paid for. It's not what I. It's not what I came over here for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that has a little bit to do with it too. Yeah, I, I think he. And look, every time James Harden is involved, and a couple other guys are involved in a trade like that, where they're going to go play with other stars, that's always the question: How are they going to be able to mix? How you have three 
of the best scorers in the league. How are they all going to get enough shots? How are they going to distribute the ball? How are they going to run their offense? And it, James Harden has had trouble in the past with other stars, playing with other stars for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, happened again. And he got, it seemed like he got out of shape again. There were, there have been more reports that he is still just like living the nightlife all the time. Every city he's got to hit the strip club. He's like (laughs) the king of that. Uh, He's known around the league for that. Uh, And and that's the way he wants. It seems like that's the way. He's got his jersey retired in the strip club. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Sure he does. Um, I'm sure he loves playing in Atlanta. Um, yeah, it's it's big there. I hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here, <laughs> but anyway, but he also plays in New York. I'm sure there are plenty of them there. Oh yeah. So he's 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 not, and he's not known for being a tireless worker. He's not known for being in the weight room. He's not known for taking care of his body, and it showed the last two years that happened. Same thing happened in Houston before he got traded there. He kind of pretty clearly gave up on that team. Yep. And he did the same thing again this year. And two teams in two years that he's done that with. So now Joel Embiid has established himself as an MVP candidate. He's getting he he's putting up 40 points on, you know, every third game or something like that. And he's, I mean, he is playing the best basketball of his life. So now adding James Harden to that, to me, is going to drastically change how you have to play, I think. I don't know that Joel Embiid is going to get the ball, how he gets it now, is going to be able to dictate the the offense and have the offense go through him. It might start with James Harden, and James Harden is one of the better distributors in the game. He can be that player. But, and he's also very dangerous with, with the way he scores. But he's got to be happy. If he's not happy, it's not hundred percent. Well, and they got to be winning. That's a big thing. That's it. They went on the, the Nets went on an eleven game losing streak, and and that's the thing for certain guys. One, if they're not winning, and they're on, then they're unhappy. And when they're unhappy, they are difficult to deal with. Both of them. Yes. Yeah. So so yeah, I I that's exactly what happened. Now he's going to go there, and they're going to win. I think they'll win. I don't think I, it's going to be hard not to. They're they're still very good, uh, but I think that's the reason he went to New York was to be a distributor. That's what I was saying earlier. Like I think when he went to the Brooklyn, to the Brooklyn, to Brooklyn, he was probably thinking, "Man, I could get twenty assists a game. Sit back, distribute the ball. I'll get my ISO and I'll drop my you know twenty five here and there." But I could do. It. But he never got to play with all the three of them. Only played something like. 48 minutes or something like that together. That's it. That is it. Almost three quarters of the NBA season is done. Yeah. Or 70%, whatever it is. It's a little more than half. It's a little more than half. But, dude, that is not a lot of time. So everything he was sold on, everything he wanted to go there for, it it wasn't happening. They lost 11 straight games. But it's done half a season. I mean. It's more than half a season. What's the record? A little bit. I, mean, I think it's more the than all-star that. game is this weekend. Yeah, it's, but the all-star just, game is always late. It's but it's just, it's just past half the season. How many got, how many games they play? 82 or 86? What is it? 82. 82 games. All right. So if that's the case, 
and they're only halfway through, then yeah, then yeah, you say, oh, well, that's kind of a bummer. They're acting like that. But the Rockets right now, just going to the very first team, the Rockets have played uh, 56 games. Okay. So, so if you take, so if you take 56 and divide it by 82, that's 68% of the games. That's almost 70% of the season is gone. Okay. That's a lot of the season. It's, it's, I'm, all I'm saying is you're not going to get him happy again. But it's 58 games. I mean, he's still not going to be able to play with Kyrie half the time. Sure. But this is the first year of this. I mean, this is the first year where all three of these guys are, are together. I, he can't, he can't hang in and see when that does happen. When, you know, next year, the, the mandates might be different or whatever. Kyrie's definitely not getting the vaccine. So that's not going to change. But, but the mandates might be different. He might be able to play in, in New York at that time. Then uh, KD theoretically will not be hurt at that time. He could still come back and play plenty of games this year too. When you have Kevin Durant on the floor, almost no, he's he's like LeBron almost no matter what else what you have at least in their primes you're going to be a good team the problem is the problem is we're talking about James Harden we're not talking about Adam Schmidt being on that team Adam Schmidt see the bigger picture James Harden is a right now all for me kind of cat and he's done when he's done. We just said it when he's when that dude is unhappy, he's done. He's done. He's done. Burn the bridges, all that good stuff. Adios, amigos. And it could be very exciting to see he and Joel if it works out. There. Joel Embiid, if he starts acting like that, dude, Embiid will straight just look at him and be like, Listen, fat, you fat son of a bitch. You better get your act. Listen, you fat boy, you better get your act together. I can't. It's too much. That That's was not too a much. bad Embiid. It was too much. It was too much. I can't tone it down. That's not too bad. Yeah. His English is getting pretty good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Can I ask you a question about this whole thing? Sure. Why is it? How does this make sense? Adam Silver was talking about this the other day, and he's kind of upset. You know I'm going out with this? Maybe. I don't know. Adam Let's Silver see. was on talking to somebody. He's kind of disappointed in the Nets. I don't know if it was the Nets or New York or what, but. If you so if you play for the Brooklyn Nets and you don't have a vaccine, you can't play home games. Right. If you are a visiting team and you have a player that is not vaccinated, he's allowed to play. Huh? Yeah. Does that make sense? I just found all this. I just heard this yesterday. Stephen A. Smith's talking about it. All these people were talking about it. Adam Silver made us made said something about it. New York is allowing teams. Other teams, if you're not vaccinated and you got a kid guy on that team, they can come into you into the city and play. However, the Brooklyn Nets, or I don't know if it's Brooklyn, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but but Kyrie cannot. So is he disappointed that they're not allowing Kyrie to, or he's is he di- disappointed that he's they're disappointed allowing- that they're that they're having a, a hypocrisy like this? I don't. I, I think he would be okay either way. He's disappointed that they're allowing it to be like this because it, what does it do? It makes you look stupid. Yeah. That's very strange. It makes you look like an idiot when this, when that's how you do things that, wow. I'm just, I, I'm, I gotta, I gotta listen to that. Look I it gotta. up. Look at fine. It was this morning on, on, uh, what is the thing that he does where he argues with somebody? Cause he was arguing with that dingbat from uh major league baseball, MLB TV. Um, oh, not, not Adam silver. 
somebody else you mean no i'm talking about Stephen a was talking about oh, but you can find adam silver too i don't know who he was talking to but adam silver i mean he came out and was talking about it i did see a, a link to that video but I, I haven't watched it yet um the other side of this thing the brooklyn Nets side now james harden's out of there don't care about him anymore you now you have ben simmons who hasn't played yet this year because of mental health things mm-hmm they, there's no ETA on when he's going to be playing for the Nets. Nobody knows that yet. But he's apparently, you know, seeing his therapist and he's going to be happier with them because he, a lot of it had to do with Philadelphia and mm-hmm. the things that were said from Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid and all the fans and the media and everything in Philadelphia after those playoff games that he performed very poorly in last year. Um, so he's getting a new opportunity. He's getting a new chance. Hopefully this will be a breath of fresh air for him and he can get he can get mentally healthy enough to feel comfortable playing basketball again right once he does that hopefully it'll be soon because this trade isn't going to matter for him this year if it doesn't if that's the case then this is a guy that that will number one be a way better defender than james harden was not nearly the score not a shooter at all, um, but a, a pretty good distributor and can start your offense for you, um, can finish around the rim, super athletic at this point, far more athletic than James Harden. Um, and he'll be willing to to get other guys involved in where he doesn't need shots and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Now, they also got Seth Curry, who's one of the best shooters in the league. Um, and they got Andre Drummond, who doesn't play nearly the minutes that he used to, but is still one of the best rebounders in the game. He had a couple, he had a couple games early in the season, actually a, a couple weeks of games early in the season that he played more minutes. I think Embiid was out, or they were easing him into it, or something like that. And he played more minutes, and his per thirty six rebounds were like seventeen a game, or something like. That. I mean, he's still one of the best rebounders and one of the best offensive rebounders in the game. He's not going to have to go there and play 35 minutes a game. He won't. But he will go out there and rebound the heck out of the ball and, and be a presence in the middle. He's a zero on offense. All right. You're getting two zeros on offense here. <laughs> but you're way better defensively now. And you added one of the best shooters in the whole league to go along with Patty Mills and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving when they're playing. Neither of those two are playing right now. So not right now. But oh, I mean Kyrie on the road, and and they still have the, dude. They're they're like seventh in the or what are they eighth in the East now? Uh, yeah, they're they dropped quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, they're they're, which brings me to another point that I'll get to in a second. But to me, and I want to hear your take on this. To me, maybe not by a ton, but I think by a little bit. Brooklyn I think got, Brooklyn got the better end of the deal here. Uh, I would say I, I'm going to disagree with you for the exact points that you just made because they're not getting offense in return. And for 11, 12 games so, in a row so far, James Harden was the only offense they hit. They're getting Seth Curry, but Seth Curry needs someone else to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. Seth Curry could be a point. He could do that, but he's not going to create his own shots and, and create uh, create for himself right because you need that spread of the floor so somebody can create and kick so 
I don't, I don't agree with that because you still don't have Kyrie at home games. You don't have Kevin Durant right now. And I mean, KD's been getting hurt here, you know, a little bit more often all the time. So you're losing a big part of that big three, the one that actually played for you the entire season. You're missing. He's gone. In on the flip side, in Detroit, what did you get rid of? You got rid of Seth Curry, right? So Seth Curry. Philadelphia. Sorry, what did I say? Detroit. Whatever. Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia, you lose Seth Curry, three point shooting. Uh, his three-point shooting, you lose Andre Drummond inside. I'd have to look at their roster to see who their next big guy is or anything like that. You're getting, you're getting two picks. Right? Is that the one they're getting two picks? No. Yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn got two. Brooklyn's getting they're getting two. the 2022 first round pick and a 2027 protected first round pick. Either way, the guy that you got rid of, the main player in this whole thing, has not played even at all for you. So you, you're not losing out on anything in that case. You basically just traded Paul Millsap and uh, not Paul Millsap. Um, who are the guys that left Philly? Help me out here. That le- yeah, it was Paul Millsap and James Harden. No, that left Philly. Oh, it was Seth Andre Curry, Drummond. Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, Ben Simmons. So you lose on you, – you're trading Andre Drummond and Seth Curry for – for James Harden, Paul Millsap. That's the trade. I'd take that in a in a heartbeat. Because Ben Simmons isn't in that trade. Ben Simmons doesn't play for you. But so he, you getting the bet, you're getting the better end of that deal. He hasn't played yet. He wasn't going. You think Ben Simmons would just man, you think at some point in time Ben Simmons was going to play for Philadelphia this year? Oh, no, no, no. I thought no, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Brooklyn. No, I'm saying I think if you're Philadelphia, you got the better end of the deal because you just got rid of you traded Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. You traded those two players for James Harden and Paul Millsap. Tell me who who wins that trade. Two, two, two for two right there. That's a better trade. Who's get the guy, the team that's getting James Harden on Brooklyn on Brooklyn's end though, you are getting rid of a guy who was causing problems on the team. Same exact thing you're getting rid of in Philly. Sure. But that was actively, he wasn't, Ben Simmons wasn't there. He, he wasn't even there. That's my point. But James Harden was causing a problem every day on your team. And he was there. He was in it. And they still could, and they couldn't win with him when he was dropping 30 ignite. 28 a night and you're gonna you're and you're you still have a good roster even without those two guys i think there. you're making your philadelphia becomes a better team right now um they're may, already you know the best team in the east right now i'll give you this maybe immediately that's what i'm talking this is all about this year this is about philly getting a chip this is this has nothing to do with them thinking that james harden is their future james harden's going to be gone as soon as he's a free agent they don't they don't care about him they don't. Isn't he a free agent next year? Isn't James Harden a free agent this after this year? I'd have to look that up. I'm and not sure. they don't care about that. They are that he. They it is immediate for them. This is their opportunity. This is their chance. Joel Embiid is playing the best basketball of his life. That may be the case. I'll be honest with you. If if it works out that, and this was what I was going to say earlier that I'll get to is what would be a dream thing is for these two to match up in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Ben Simmons is playing at that point. Kevin Durant is healthy at that point, and 
Kyrie Irving can play in Philadelphia. Yeah. This is, I know where you're going to go now when you were saying, when we were talking about if they're seventh or eighth or where they're at in the East. If that's the that case, that means you get Kyrie Irving for, an, for more games than you would if you're the home team. Well, it does mean that, but I, I, I believe their roster top to bottom is better. Um, maybe just a little bit. Because I, it's it, it is a miracle that we still don't know if Ben Simmons is ever even going to play this season. That's right, we don't. But it it sounds like he probably is. And here's the thing: that's what I was going to say. Is immediately it might be better for the Sixers for next year. I think it's better for the for the Brooklyn Nets. Sure. I, yeah, I'm fine. With even that. if James Harden is still there next year in Philadelphia, I'm I'm okay with that. I would I can agree with that. But I still think that. Meet like this trade was Philly made this trade because number one, they wanted to get out of Ben Simmons because he's never going to play here again. And number two, how can I get better? Give me James Harden, and we're winning. So James Harden's going to be happy, and it's going to be a and and that is, I think that's a thousand times the reasons why they did this. But the dynamic of your team changes with him on it. So are you still winning? That that's that's yet to be seen. It's they're they're winning mostly now. But with him on it, it's going to be different. It's going to be a totally different team. I don't know I mean, if it will be totally different. I don't know if it'll be as different as you think. I think if Joel, I think Joel Embiid is a big enough personality that either James Harden's going to hate it there and be terrible, or but he will not be terrible when he's on the court. When James Harden's on the court, he's still good. And if he's playing on a team that plays really good defense, one guy on the court's not going to kill you there. And he's going to help Joel Embiid carry the load on offense. And be as good a distributor as he is. Have a big guy that's going to catch a ball when you throw it to him. Jeez, Pete's. Yeah, but if it if it does go south, if he doesn't like how it's going there, honestly, even if they're winning, he's he's had enough trouble that you almost think, even if they're not winning and he's not happy, or if they are winning and he's not totally happy with with his role or the way they play or the way his game fits with that team. You can, you but what can if he see, is? But what if he is happy? What if he loves every bit of it? Then, then that's great. That's ideal for them. I'm, I'm saying ifs. I mean, I can say. I mean, there's been times where because he of, played a long time in Houston but, where he loved it because he was the only guy there. He was the only guy in Brooklyn right now, and he can't stand that. He's not the only guy in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant's been hurt for a week or whatever, and and Kyrie Irving has missed half the games, but he's not by himself there, and they're. They have other good players on that team too. Their roster is pretty good. Um, so I don't know. And it was totally different, I think, in in Houston. I think that was a totally different team than they have in Brooklyn. But he could he's had trouble getting along with other stars on his team before. And that's why I I say if he's not happy, you said the same thing, but I'm saying if he's not happy and they're winning, there's a chance he could be a little toxic for that team still. And he might still give you – he's still averaging, even though it seems like he hasn't been that great, he's averaging 22, 8, and 10. It, it's not 32, 8, and 11 like he did two or three years ago in Houston, but he had, he had trouble with Westbrook. He had trouble with, uh, with Chris Paul. He's had, he's had trouble with a lot of the – playing with a lot of the guys that were also stars – and obviously he was unhappy with the way they were playing with the offense that they were playing because he wanted it to be iso ball from, from what I've read. So I don't know. And it's going to be, 
a lot of it, I think, is ISO ball with Embiid right now. Now, if if Harden expects to also to to add his, you know, go to the other side of the floor, spread it out. When they double Embiid, kick it to him. Now he's going one on one with whoever's guarding him because they can't double him that quickly. Maybe that works out. Maybe he, maybe they do get to him and he makes the extra pass or whatever. And Tyrese Maxey knocks down a three or whatever. But since Seth Curry's not there anymore, or Tobias Harris, that's right. They still have Tobias Harris too. Um, they have a great roster too. And maybe that, let me ask you that question. My last thing for this Does James Harden make them a championship team now? I think they're a championship team before James Harden. Yeah, I think, I think Philadelphia has been playing out of their minds. They've been the best team in the East for the last month and a half. And B's been the best player. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if they've been the best team. Are they not number one in the East right now? No, I don't think so. Who's number one in the East? I think it's uh, – I was just going to say Chicago, but it's not them anymore. Um, no, yeah, because I was going to say Chicago dropped out of it. I mean, Chicago's been playing great too, but – or, you know, started off unbelievable. Miami? Or they're, they're one or two. Uh, no, Cleveland's two, I think. I think Miami, Cleveland. Wow. Maybe they're fifth. Yeah. And I was way off. It's Chicago is still number one. They're a half game above Miami oh. right now, then Milwaukee, then Cleveland, and then Philly and Boston. Brooklyn's Boston in the playing the hottest team. Boston has been hotter than Firecracker here lately. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It's, I, I like to see, I, th- <sighs> I don't know if it does or not. I don't know what it does for him, but I can tell you, I hope to God that Joel Embiid gets his gets his ring because I like that guy. I know you can't stand his mouth, but I like him. <laughs> the other thing about that is why I'm not sure about the championship thing is the Sixers have not been able to break that seal in the playoffs. They haven't been able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and play well and and uh, and get to the finals. They always break down in the playoffs and. So has James Harden. So I, I don't know. Maybe this ends up, maybe they end up being the best duo in the league. Plus you have Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Tybull and, and they're, they're really good roster too. But I just don't know. I, it, it, there, we don't know because there are so many, there are so many question marks in this because of, because James Harden is involved and because Ben Simmons is involved. Yeah, because you have two head cases involved. The, the only way to make it better would be put Kyrie Irving in on the whole thing. Yeah. The only way to make it better. There's another nope. head case. Maybe that's not right. Maybe, it's Maybe not head right. case isn't right. I'm just saying people that, that have caused issues with teams over the past year. That's How about right. that? How about yeah. that? Sorry to sorry sorry if I offend anybody. Sorry if anybody's offended. If you're causing trouble for your team, then you're probably a head case. Then you're, you're something. You're not. You're and not it's not bad right. to be a head case. You just are. You got a lot of stuff going on in, in your case, head. In that case, in that if case, if you're causing toxicity on your team, then yeah, you gotta. Uh, ben Simmons was probably the best of the three that we talked about because he just walked away from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was. It caused a problem at first because everybody had to answer questions every day about it. And by the way, Joel Embiid was not <laughs> did not hold back. Did you see the? Did you see what he posted on Instagram no. after the trade? No. So there was there was a a post from uh, not that long ago, I guess that somebody posted and it was, it became viral or whatever of a guy at a funeral. It was just a picture of a oh, guy. Yeah, it's just a random guy. Yeah. I just dressed in like nice suits or whatever at a funeral. And apparently the backstory of that is that the guy, I don't know if it was that guy or somebody said posted that picture and said, 
went to uh, one of my haters' funerals to make sure he was dead. And he posted that picture. And the guy who's, the, in the, who's in his suit, and he's just me mugging the camera, right? So, it, which was obviously aimed at Ben Simmons, and then he kind of had fun with it. In the yeah, he said, oh, I thought it. he looked really good. You know, he had a nice suit. I thought it was a good picture. It was a nice picture. It had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Like um, that. that was good. I did see that. That was kind of funny. Anyway, uh, big question marks. We uh, we can talk about it all night, but it's not going to matter. We got to see what happens on the floor. Yep, that's exactly right. All right, so uh, that are you done with that? You go with I'm the done. NBA? Let's go on to the Mount Rushmore states. Let's do it. Adam's greatest Mount Rushmore he's ever had, by the way. I don't know, man. Uh, Mount Rushmore of states. I'm Thank writing you. down my Ari Shafir, um, what I think he did, um, because that's what we're going to do next. And we'll have to talk about how we're doing this, because it was a two-parter. I know. All right. So Mount Rushmore of states, it's that simple. It's exactly what it sounds the the 50 united states of america between those who are what is your top four uh so easily hawaii is, is on there right i mean can't wait I'm to pretty sure they're the last one so and it's the most beautiful state you know all around the place is just drop dead gorgeous uh best destination to go to i'm going there going with them have uh, you been to hawaii no to hawaii? no i've not i wish man I'm going with Alaska on it as well. You know, we're gonna bring these uh bring these young guns up. You know, they're they're studs on there's a reason that they were brought into the fold to begin with. There's a reason they were brought into the fold to begin with. And it's because they're so great as states, even though I don't think either of them are really even connected to anything else. But that's all right. We still take them. We love them. Beautiful scenery, one really hot, one really cold, just gorgeous scenery. By the way. It's so weird. They're right next. Like, if you got a map of the United States, they're like right next to each other. But one of them is like such a beautiful, warm place, and the other is like freezing cold all the time and snow. How does that work? Oh, uh, then they're not anywhere close to each no, other. No, nowhere. Okay, anywhere close. Thought- but it's just funny. On you look at a you look at a map. I heard somebody made a joke about this once. They're looking at a map, and they're always right next to each other on the map because they're out in the out in the Pacific Ocean somewhere. They just stick those two next to each other even though it's not in their actual place that they are yeah. i always like that uh, yeah on the map of the united states you're yeah, right if you're just right. looking at the united states huh? <laughs> uh all right so we've got alaska we've got hawaii now it gets difficult for me from here okay because there's a lot of nice there's a lot of good states and i want to be fair to everybody okay um i've been to the state of washington hmm. and i'm going to tell you right now another gorgeous state place is beautiful the scenery is amazing uh beautiful place the i love that the look of of the lay of the land will you uh and that brings us to our last but not least i'm not going with ohio i thought about delaware just because it's delaware uh hi i'm in I'm, delaware i'm in delaware um you know i thought about florida i'm going florida i'm going with florida just because once again it's you go to the pan, the, the the golf part of Florida, and it's the most beautiful beaches you could ever go that you can go to close to us. So you went Hawaii, Alaska, Florida, and, and Washington. Washington State. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You know what's funny is I was talking to my dad earlier today, and he asked me what our Mount Rushmore was tonight, and I told him, and he's like, "I'm gonna guess Chris's is gonna be Hawaii, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> I forget what." Uh, I think he said probably South Carolina. We went to Hilton Head for a long time. Oh yeah. 
I think you said maybe like New York or yeah. Uh, I almost I said know, Boston. Maybe. I almost said uh, Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is in seventh or eighth grade, we did must have been in social studies or something, and I don't think we had any idea what was going to happen. They paired us. Our teacher paired us in groups. I think it was three, three or four, and each group had to list all fifty states. In America, in alphabetical order, my okay. group, my group one. Nice. So, how do you lose that? Just take the first, the first team to do the it. first team done. Yeah, first team done. I got yeah. you. I got you. But I mean, I'll tell you what. You watch any of those man on the street interviews, like on late night shows I and stuff. Love those. You know, they just they ask five hundred people, and they just keep the one that's yeah, ding dong Superman over there. But I'll tell you, it's amazing the answers that people give on those things. And it's stuff like that. It's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, you know, what what you know, what state is Washington, D.C. a part of or, or something, you know. They usually ask a real question mm-hmm. and then it gets a little there. Or the, 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 one, the good one is always, what's your favorite state? And then Boston. Yeah. yeah or yeah. something like that. Right. That's my favorite. Where, yeah. Where's your favorite state? Cincinnati. Yeah. Who's the, who's <laughs> the vice president? uh benjamin franklin yeah <laughs> um so anyway <laughs> okay so he got half of he, he predicted half of nice these, right? well done jim schmidt yeah um okay i've got four i'm going i'm going ohio i'm gonna be biased with it. all right a little okay. biased huh? so um, what makes you what what makes ohio stand out above the rest cincinnati's in it cincinnati's in it okay gotcha that's all i have for that all right um the rest of the state i don't care about uh i'm going i'm going new york it's it's i'm I'm gonna sell out here i'm gonna be i've never been to new york city so i don't know much about new york i've been a few times um and and pretty recently last july i would say and for that reason so i don't care for the zillions of people there and you know, it's, it's, there are rats everywhere. It's also and, one of the biggest like farming States too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a much bigger state than just New York city for sure. Um, and I've, I've heard it's, there are some really, really nice parts of the state that are open and yeah, spread out and everything. When you go up into the Buffalo area and all that, you can kind of get into where, uh, that's isn't, isn't, uh, if you go to what's the big waterfall that everybody goes to go. Look oh, at. Yeah, Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Isn't that like it's on a New York is part of is on one side and then Canada is on the other side. Yep. Did that years ago too. Um yep. So New York, mostly because of New York City, because the comedy scene for Mm -hmm. me is a big deal with uh is a big part of that. Um there, you know, there are so many shows and movies and stuff based in New York. Adam Sandler's done a ton of stuff there. Um, a lot of people that I like in entertainment, comedy, and even in sports. Um, not that I, I, I don't like the, I don't like any of the New York teams, but uh, Madison Square Garden is is one of the most iconic yep. sports arenas. Um, a lot of good stuff there. I'm doing kind of the same thing for California. <clears throat> now, I've only been to Los Angeles in California, <laughs> but <clears throat> you hear great things about san francisco about san diego that you know a lot and then kind of like new york 
there's a massive part of California that's not a big city. It's, right. It's spread out. It's mountains. It's yeah, you get the you know, wine, the, the wine country, and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, so for that reason, but for the for a similar reason, there's you know a lot of entertainment is there. That uh, you know the next best comedy scene in the country is there. It's where almost every movie is made. <laughs> um, yep. You know all that kind of stuff. So that's and i like some of the sports teams there they have the most uh, probably the most sports teams of any state i would guess um and so for that reason i'm going there okay so i've got three of them i'm going indiana whoa i like indiana I, all right it's a, it's 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 our neighbor we live 20 minutes from 15 20 minutes from indiana you might even be a little closer um and it, it's uh just kind of the now, Indiana is kind of pretty similar to Ohio, honestly, I think, because there's farmland, there's big open you know, space, and then there's also Indianapolis, mm-hmm. kind of like Cincinnati. It's, sure. you know, definitely I mean, Gary, city. Indiana. There's Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana is probably not the best argument for Indiana, but <laughs> <laughs> I drove through that crap hole of the city. I've driven on my way to Chicago. Times. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great, but, um, but, the the basketball lore in indiana pulls me in quite a bit sure you know hoosiers was was made about a team from there um and you just feel like you just think of that like farmland with a basketball hoop on the barn yep and you know people people shooting on the on the grass or the dirt or whatever and uh it just it just i just like Sometimes I just like driving over across the Indiana border. They've got a lot of little small towns that are nice to visit, things like that. Um, I don't know, just like a just like a homey feel, but plus yeah. plus the you know one of the more uh, higher ranked like basketball states. Um, that's it for me. I like it. Well done. Thank you. Well done. That was good. Now I got to come up with something a little better which is going to be almost impossible because that might be our best Mount Rushmore we've ever done. Really? It was no. good. I thought it was good. You're joking, right? No, I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. That, bring, that brings us to Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir is, uh, so I didn't know this was a two-part special when we did it. In fact, when I pulled it up on Netflix, I was like, what? It's got like a cartoon children thing under what is going on? I clicked out of it and came back into it thinking that I clicked on something wrong and they just, screwed up the pictures nope definitely two-parter uh did you watch both i guess i should ask first okay good watch both uh double negative is what it was called double negative but then there was so basically he hates adults and he hates children is basically the double negative um not to mention what biggie small's teacher told him (laughs) so uh i guess first first off which one did you like better the first one or the second one i think i Probably laughed more on the second one, the adulthood one. I laughed more at the first one. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I, you know, both were pretty good, yeah. I thought. Yeah, they were good. Um, it wasn't as outlandish, I think, as you probably thought it was going to be. Yeah. No, I guess not. I mean, he he made plenty of jokes that, you know, especially now. This was from 2017, I think. Yeah. Especially now, people are depending on where he's doing those jokes people are walking out people are heckling him yeah, he doesn't he, he doesn't care 
but it's uh that's happening it, it's it, 2017 it was it was uh dicey to make those jokes 2022 boy people are real bad out of shape about that stuff yeah but go to a comedy show there's a whole lot of it you you got you have to know that <laughs> that might happen um so anyway i thought both were funny um I don't mean to just go first. I want you to go first. Um, Children, the first one uh, was good. You know, it was almost all about children. He talked about not wanting kids. He talked about his friend's kids, his his siblings' kids. His brother brought his kid to Germany for Oktoberfest. (laughs) To Oktoberfest. That was the one thing I wrote down about that one, actually. That was good. Yeah. I'm not at his kindergarten. He's at my (laughs) beer festival. Yeah. I'm not at his kindergarten. I'm at his beer. Uh, he's at my beer festival. He's illiterate. <laughs> I don't want to be around illiterate people right now. <laughs> um, yeah. He. Uh, oh yeah. His. Uh, I plan on getting really drunk. His tolerance is going to be very good. I'm questioning his tolerance right now. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, what? Are you kidding me? Or something like that. As soon as he got out of the car, he's like what you didn't want me to bring him it's like no yeah you read, you my-, read my tone correctly yes you read my tone correctly <laughs> he's like he's like well you should have told me you should have told me you didn't want me to bring him i didn't have to tell you not to bring, not to bring anthrax <laughs> you just knew not to bring anthrax <laughs> that was good yeah that um, was good anyway yeah there was i mean there was a lot of a lot of pretty funny stuff there um so that was good Do, now here's here's my question okay. Do you want to rate these each or do you want to try to do uh, one? let's just do one big one one big one yeah okay. i kind of feel it's about an hour and a half total right they're both about 45 minutes yeah yeah let's just do that because that's how i read it <laughs> i don't know how to read both hmm. okay i right. can do i can do them individually i'd be interested them. to hear your individual ones it is harder but <clears throat> i didn't even write mine down i think i just have it in my head okay all right Okay, so that was children. Adulthood was um, was funny. He talked, you know, he he does a lot of drugs and he uh, mm-hmm. talks about it a lot. Um, and he touched on a lot of stuff there. the The big thing was his his gay friend, and he started that whole thing. So with, funny, dude! He started that whole thing with "I found out you're not gonna like this, but I found out I'm homophobic." <laughs> <laughs> and then went into a long oh, story. The lady boys and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. I'm telling you right now. I think that's why I like. No, did I say I like children more? Yeah. I, t- I don't know. I like them both. I thought they were both good. <laughs> the whole Those... Kit Kat analogy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he said to start thinking. He's like, hold on a second. Oh, my gosh. Am I really? I don't want to be homophobic. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> yes. I do like a good one of those. Yeah. Uh, but no, I don't want it from you. <laughs> I've, I've, got this, I've, got, I've got the Kit Kat. You want the Kit Kat? Here's the Kit Kat. He had two, basically two stories about why he's homophobic. And, it, you know, when you watch it, and you should watch it, when you watch it, you'll understand that he's not really. It's just part of it. <laughs> no, it's part of the bit, which is joke, yeah. super funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of good I'm stuff. Gonna in that one go. I'm going to give it a go. I'm in Thailand. <laughs> There's not a lot of really well-speaking English people here. <laughs> There's really no Facebook presence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give me a lady boy. <laughs> What's wrong? 
<laughs> what's wrong you don't like me no you're smoking hot <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, industrial strength jock straps to keep their <laughs> junk tucked <laughs> that was pretty good i yeah. thought that was funny there's uh there's a lot of both of these uh both of these parts of his special that um i don't want to repeat on this podcast but yeah. anyway how many times did he say my friend my friend got pregnant on tinder oh yeah tinder my yeah. friend got pregnant on tinder yeah. i think yeah, oh my god his crazy. grandma asked what's a tinder <laughs> what's a tinder well grandma it's not explained to a yeah <laughs> There was this man, Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give children, double negative children, a three seven, and I'm giving adulthood a three nine. Wow. Three nine. Nice. I gave them both 3.8. I did averages out to 3.8. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, uh, when you said to redo them, I just took my 3.8 and scratched it out and read 3.8 twice. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. We're, we were right on the same. I, dude, I'm here. telling you, that was good. I thought it was really good. I don't know that I've ever seen it. Oh, did I unplug you? It was never plugged in. I didn't, um, I didn't plug it in. Oh, that's all right. It's just, all right. We've still got the, yeah. So I, I just, uh, no, I, I never, I, I thought it was good. I really liked, I liked it. It was funny, dude. This was, this dude's funny. He's funny guy. He's funny. I would a hundred percent suggest anybody to watch this. Yeah. Uh, so there it is. This is a this is not a thin skinned guy though. Like you got to have thick. Don't be all don't be all butt hurt when you hear all the stuff he has to say because he's gonna hurt your feelings. He's like in that one. Everybody's quiet and he's like, oh, next seven minutes is not gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean that that pretty much does it for us for this week, right? Yep. We've got to pick yep. a Mount Rushmore uh, for next week and a comedy. Yep. Special. So I believe I have comedy special. Yep. You have Mount Rushmore. You got quite a quite a few uh, comedy specials in the bag, I believe. Right? Just there's added. Brand, there's just a new one. Yeah. <laughs> just added another one. Yeah, you, did. you know what? Then we'll just. He's gonna be good. We'll just add. We'll we'll just do that one for this week. Then Ali Wong on net. Right. Yep. On Netflix, I think it's called Don Wong, which I'm guessing is. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Um, I didn't see what it was called. I just saw a little snippet of it, and she's she is funny. Yeah, Ali and I, but the funny question. thing is the first joke that's on the little trailer. I've heard people say this. I've heard comedians talk about it many times. Did you listen to the little preview I did thing? See the trailer. I'm trying to remember. I don't know if it was, it was the trailer, but you know when you like go to Netflix and they just show a little yeah, part of it. Yeah. It's about the whole thing. Like, how come if you're a successful oh, yeah, male yeah, comedian, yeah. you get to date models and things like that? And then he said, "My friend, she's like my friend is probably the greatest female." uh comedian out there and she's dating a magician yeah <laughs> there is a real uh hate thing with the comedians and magicians for some reason um but anyway yep that was uh yeah i'm, I'm excited about this i just saw yesterday that i that it was on there so it must have just come my head to just come out because yeah. i saw it just saw it yesterday too yeah. so all right I'm pretty sure it's called don wong don which wong. i don't know if that's her dad or her husband or what but it's not her husband because she's, I think she kept her original name. Anyway. Adam, Netflix. I have a question for you. Yeah. She just had a kid. Not that she did a special when she was pregnant too. Was that last year or two years ago? She just at came at out. Least two, at least two years yeah, ago. She, yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam, I got a question for you, bud. Yes, sir. When you go to a gas station, 
Mm-hmm. And let's say, unlike gas stations now, there's actually a full drink selection. Okay, I like where this is headed. And you go to pick a water out. Sure. Do you look for a specific water when you're picking them out? Or do you just kind of walk in, just go, where's the cheapest? What are the, okay, uh, 69 cents. I'll take that one. Uh-uh. I do not do that. Yeah, no. I do. So I you're do a water specific waters. Yes. All right. Then that clarifies what we're doing. We're doing the Mount Rushmore of bottled water. Okay. <laughs> okay. There aren't four good ones, but yep, we'll do it. My wife, I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now. I don't I can't taste the difference in water most of the time. I don't know how you people can do this. It's pretty amazing to me. I do still like go in and I get a certain water. I, when I go, we've kind of talked about this maybe before, but I go and I get a certain water that I, I try to, if it's there, I'll get that. Do you want to tell me what it is or is that? No, it'll be, be one. It'll for... be, no, it'll be one of the ones for next week. But what I'm going to tell you here is, so if I go in and like, I just go into the gas station and she's like, Oh, just give me a water. And I come out with anything that says spring water on it. Yeah. It's like, it's going to make her throw up. Like you should see the face I get. But it, you know it's water, right? Like it's water. You know it's water. And if I would have brought you out another water, if I took spring water and poured it inside whatever your favorite water is, and you say, "Oh, I can't drink spring water," the taste, you would never know. There's a difference in taste. I'm telling you, <sighs> love it. I'm so excited about this. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what my anti-Mount Rushmore of water is. <laughs> That's even better. Is it all spring water or all the little... It might be. I don't I don't know the... I don't even know the difference, honestly, but I just know when a water tastes like garbage and when a water uh, is a better water. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I don't even... There are like the real high-end waters, yeah, sparkling waters and all that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've, had, I've had some of that stuff, but, but I don't normally go for that that level. Yeah. But there's on the poor people level, I'm telling you, there are ones that are really bad and ones that are not as bad. All right. I like it. I'm so excited. This is so great. I can't wait to have people listen to us talk about so but here's what water's better than other water. But if you can't taste the difference, how are you gonna pick a I still have the ones that I go for when I walk in there, depending on what where I go to, I just the well, yeah. I, listen, I am not picky when it comes to water. I'll drink any kind of water. I do not care. But there are certain waters that if it's there, I'll choose that first. It's funny. I have I have one specific water that I think is the worst one. I, I'm interested to see if it's going to be <laughs> on your mouth. On mine. I hope to God it's on my mouth. Can't Rushmore. wait. <laughs> all right. So that's all that. So we've got uh, Ali Wong. Is it Ali? Ali Wong in the Mount Rushmore of water. And God knows what other kind of sports we're going to have because the Super Bowl's over and they are officially have shortened spring training. Uh, so who knows what else we're going to talk about on this podcast? Probably basketball. Uh, we'll have the all-star game. That's right. Uh, over the weekend. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. All right. So until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.